Hello and welcome to Interval, the Norwich Theatre Royal podcast. With a new episode releasing each month, this show will bring you exclusive news, views, interviews and behind-the-scenes content. We will have the latest information for shows and events at Norwich Theatre Royal, Norwich Playhouse and our Learning and Participation Centre, Stage 2. If you're interested in the performing arts in Norfolk, then this is the podcast for you. In this month's episode, we will explore exciting new productions at Stage 2, a transgender performer with a compelling story, and the blockbuster event in Norwich this summer, Miss Saigon. And that's where we begin. April 1975, Vietnam. Must not forget that they are all our children too. A smash hit on the West End and Broadway, the legendary Miss Saigon is coming to Norwich. Originally from Stockton-on-Tees in the northeast of England, Ryan O'Gorman stars as John. He chatted to some of our local press about the opportunity to play one of his dream roles, discovering the history of the Vietnam War and what it's like to perform in a Cameron Mackintosh production. Over the years, especially um, these later years, it's always been played by a, a black or a mixed race actor. And it's something, a part that I'd always wanted to do, just maybe thought that I wouldn't get the chance to do. And yeah, I, I grew up listening to the soundtrack. It's a, it's a big one, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You've got, the, you've got your big ones, you've got your Phantom, your Les Mis and Miss Saigon. And to be honest, this was the, the last one of those three well, that I like hadn't done. <laughs> so I was just like, come on. I mean, the first time we see John, he's in, we're in Saigon, we're in a, a bar, stroke brothel. There's drugs everywhere, there's alcohol, there's prostitutes, there's this crazy engineer character that is literally engineering this entire night right in front of the audience's eyes. And, and you know you see him as partaking in all of the things that I've just listed off. In, in the downtime, you know, they've been out in war for however many years and you know he's really kicking back with his mates and at this point he becomes an a very unlikely matchmaker i suppose and he ends up buying a a young vietnamese girl to spend the night with his best mate chris and yeah then you see those two fall in love and as history tells us the americans then pulled out of pulled out of vietnam and these two young lovers are torn apart um, so that's kind of act one, John, from my perspective. Um, you then don't see him for quite a while in our story. And the next time you see him is at the top of act two. And he's kind of went a, a whole 180 switch, I suppose. He's now working for an aid organisation, um, which look after the Vietnamese street children um, who, um, whose fathers are American Marines and have now gone home. And he's trying to reunite those as a family. I think, you know, he's regretful of a lot of his own behaviour back in Vietnam, probably takes on a lot of the burden of his own country's behaviour. Um, so yeah, you kind of, it's kind of nice as an actor, I get to, I suppose, 
really paint with a big emotional palette. You've got all those hard-hitting, nitty-gritty, like, laddish qualities in the first act, and then you get, you get to go the complete opposite of that and hit some really, like, really nice, poignant, emotional things in act two as well. Uh, so from an actor's point of view, it's a, it's a great role, really. He's quite straight-talking. He's very my way or the highway, and I definitely have strange, strange <laughs> of that in my own personality as well, as my family and friends would vouch for. <laughs> if anyone is used to making the trips down to London to see those big West End shores, this is one of them. It just, we just happen to pick everything up and move it to city to city, which is amazing for people living regionally, you know, that maybe can't get, get down to London and see a show like that. This is no different. It's a West End, Broadway show, like literally brought to a city near you kind of thing. I mean, down from the, the unbelievable lighting we have in this show to the fantastic costumes, the set design, you know, and that's before we get to our multinational cast. You know, we've got people literally from all corners of the globe. As a company, we did, um, there was so much provided by our tour director, um, JP, um, in the way of books, materials, magazines, papers that were written, um, documentaries that have been on. And we try to level the playing field from both sides, from a, you know, a Vietnamese point of view, from what was written in the English press, what was happening over in America, to really give us a kind of a balanced overview of what it was really like, because I'd say 90% of our cast weren't born around this time. Um, so we only knew what we knew. So it was important that as a company, as a collective group of actors, um, yeah, we, we knew our stuff, I suppose. It's only 1975, like we're not talking not hundreds, thousands of years yeah. ago. This was just literally just a few decades ago. So mm. people lived through this. People remember those, um, those images of being on, the, being on the news of that last helicopter when, uh, when the American troops finally left, you know, which is depicted in, in our story. Like yeah. people remember that. It's kind of an image. I've spoken to lots of people at stage door and my own family included that say, yeah, I remember that. Mm. I remember that. It was an image that I would imagine would stay with you. And mm. um, as I said earlier, I was, uh, I was touring previous to this. So this is about, it's my second year on tour. I've just done a year with Saigon. Um, and then before that, I was on tour with Rent. There's lots of, lots of pros to touring. You know, you get to see lovely cities like Norwich uh, and Bristol, the one I'm currently in at the minute. Um, you know, it's always hard being away from your family and friends and not having a base. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like touring actually. I don't mind it at all. And the thing is with this show, we sit down in a, in a city for such a long time, you know, up until nine weeks in some places. So you really get to know a place as well. And mm. um, yeah, which is cool. I remember it being a beautiful place, but to be honest, I used, I used to go out and party a lot more than I do right now, so <laughs> it all kind of blurs in a way. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, I'm definitely looking forward to coming back to Norwich, and hopefully we'll have some sunshine while we're yeah, there. Yeah, in August, so... Yeah. Absolutely. In a place that won't let us feel In a life where nothing seems real I have found you Found you. Starring alongside Ryan is Filipino pop star Gerald Santos. Gerald was the grand champion of Pinoy pop superstar in 2006, aged just 15, and was nicknamed the Prince of Ballad. 
Here's a clip from his latest single, I Am Yours. I'll be Gerald told us about his cult fandom in the Philippines and how refreshing it has been to work and perform in the UK. I was very young at that time, so I was just uh, going along the flow. Uh, I didn't realize how massive it is. I, at that time, I was just thinking. I just want to sing. I want to share. I want to share the talent and the music that uh, God has given me. The Filipinos are very uh, passionate fans, and to the point that if you walk the streets, you will be mobbed. <laughs> well, that's not how many fan sites you have. When I was reading up on you, but apparently in the Philippines, if you're a celebrity or if, or if you're a, a really big celebrity, your life won't be normal. So. I'm glad that I love what I do. I love what I do. It's it's a dream for me, and and I'm glad that I have my family. I have my support system to keep me sane mm -hmm. with uh, with uh, with all those things happening uh, around me. It's so funny. You have a personal assistant to to take care of you, to buy things for you, buy food for you, to cook for you. But here, I. I do it all by myself, so it's, it's nice. such a yeah, it's yeah. such a great training, and I feel more human, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel more human. That wow, uh, this is life. This is really life, and I love it. Yeah. I love it that uh, I'm learning not just as a performer. I'm growing both as uh, as a person. In the Philippines, you have to be if you're a celebrity. You have to be always. On your toes. Yeah. <laughs> you have to always look good for, for yeah. the public. I, I have this uh, weekly variety show in the Philippines and we just have one once, twice rehearsals. But it depends if, if I have a TV series because I've done TV series as well in the Philippines. But in the Philippines, it's less work but there's no definite time for you. Uh, here you you have to do eight shows per week. You have but you have a definite, definite time of work. You you know what to do during the day when when you don't have work. It's been really fantastic. Doing what you love the most and getting to travel the, the UK and getting to see the beauty of UK. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as much as I could. Every time we're in a city that we've uh, we're into. Uh, I explore as much as I could. It's really, really good. Yeah. 
first the people, of course. And the weather. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. like the weather? Yeah, it's funny because <laughs> for you guys, uh, I always hear like, oh, the weather here yeah. is crazy, you know. But coming from a tropi- tropical country, it's this is heaven for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For us. For yeah. us. Uh, yeah, coming from a tropical country. I see my character Tui as a patriotic, patriotic, very human, interesting, and passionate uh, guy. I think he's uh, he's single-minded though. He will only fight for what he thinks is right, like because he's he's a very principled and uh, he has strong beliefs. He fights for it, even though it's just a fifteen-minute uh, part in the musical. But it's it's such a pivotal such a pivotal role. I'm really honored uh, to be playing Tui. It's a dream and it's so fulfilling and rewarding, all the time each time I perform him. The epic love story, Miss Saigon, runs from Wednesday the 15th of August to Saturday the 15th of September. In stage two this month, we're delighted to be presenting Creative Pride. The season celebrates 10 years of Norwich Pride with shows and exhibitions. Kate O'Donnell will be performing You've Changed. You're transgender, it's plain to see. Yes, it's quite new to society Brace yourself, love, you're a minority But you'll never be alone because we've always got tea She spoke to us about the wider concept of gender, her personal journey of transition, and the relationship between gender identity and theatre. In terms of identifying as a gender, I never, you know, I was born as a boy, if you like. I was born with a male body, and it never felt like I never felt like a boy. And and I went to an all boys school, and it was great in some ways because I got to play all the girl parts in all the school plays. And as I grew up, there was no there were no positive, visible um, representations of people being trans. It literally nobody heard of it. So because of that, I ended up living as a gay man. That wasn't working out for me because I, I didn't connect with that as a sexuality and it was probably still wrapped up in the gender when I think about it. I didn't feel like a man. And I worked as a drag queen for a little while and then I stopped doing that. And somebody at work transitioned 15 years ago and that's when I thought, oh God, is that what it is? So I think being transgender is not what it is now. I feel like it's much more positive now. They have stuff like trans pride and there's a lot more visibility. We have soap opera characters who are trans. Um, we've got good old Caitlyn Jenner, you know. I think people are much more aware of what it is, but I think culturally it's quite new. So I think being transgender, it's kind of more on the table now, which is much more interesting. Uh, my transition 15 years ago was very different to how people are transitioning now. But then you literally were on this conveyor belt. You know, you did. You lived as a woman for two years, in my case. You were going to have surgery, whether you wanted it or not. Um, you kept it quiet. You lived in stealth. I think I did okay because I'd lived as a gay man. I'd lived as a drug queen. I'd already been in this queer kind of world. And also, I'm in theatre and performance. So I was kind of in a world that was kind of much more suited to kind of being more open to those ideas. I feel internally, it's pretty messed up really and and you feel like you're you're having to 
bury things away. I mean, one group I went to, support group in inverted commas, they encouraged you to move away from where you lived and burn all photos of yourself. And that's just not who I am. You know, I don't want to bury my past. I like to celebrate it. And I am, we're all lots of different people. We all weren't the same person we were when we were 20 and 15 and 5 you know, as adults and as we grow up, we're different people. And I think it's really sad to, to edit yourself. So I think, I think the thing that the prejudice that I got was probably quite subtle in the fact that I felt pressured to, to live in stealth. And I think that's sad. I'm very interested in the arts and I really wasn't seeing me on stage and I wasn't seeing me on film and I wasn't hearing me on radio plays. I just, I just wasn't getting a presence of who I am. So I thought I'm going to make a little show. And, and I remember... That toured for nearly two years. It won awards. You know, it really started me thinking, this is something. So I definitely feel that art can create social change. And I've had people transition live on stage, you know, after my shows. It's been very profound. And um, I love the fact I've found a way for me to share my story. And also it means I've travelled around the country and got to meet loads of trans people. And I've had a very positive feedback that, that there's there's a need for us to be telling our own stories and there is an audience. I really want people to spend that hour with me being entertained and while I'm entertaining you, I am also then kind of telling my story, challenging you a little bit. I mean the show's called You've Changed and I've done a lot of changing in the last 15 years uh, but what really there's another angle to that title of the show and it's how much of you changed so i'm actually asking the audience have you changed is this show going to help you change because i think for trans people there's an expectation for us to do all the changing whereas actually it's society now that needs to kind of catch up and catch on and go and read a book in terms of what you're going to get i transitioned from fred astaire to ginger rogers in this show so visually musically aesthetically in terms of dance that's the aesthetic 1930s. We've kind of called back to that holiday. And the 1930s was a really interesting time because there was a kind of time of depression and film and music was to kind of rally people and keep them going. And the song we use in the show is called Let's Face the Music and Dance. That is my call to arms for trans people. It's like, we're going to do it, we're going to face the music and we're going to have some fun. You've Changed will be at stage two on Wednesday the 25th and Thursday the 26th of July. And finally, Greece is the word. One of the most impressive elements of the education programme is the Norwich Theatre Royal Youth Company. Their summer production this year is Greece, and we caught up with the cast after they celebrated the 40th anniversary of the film's US release. Sherry Hendry, who plays Jan, told us how rehearsals are going. Everything's coming together now and it's gelling and we can see how it's going to be on the actual stage and it's really helped all our motivation, I think. Lily Hazel, taking on the role of Frenchie. Yeah, stepping into Frenchie's shoes was sort of um, a big step because she's obviously quite um, like high up in like beauty and fashion and um, I'm sort of a trackies and sort of bedhead <laughs> kind of girl. So for that, I think it was a real good challenge for me to have as an actor and it really helped like push me. Heather Kelly will be playing Sandy. Like as a little girl watching Grease, I always saw Sandy as like a really inspirational character and I think it is that idea of everybody relating to it. Um, I think a lot of people maybe 
feel that Greece is outdated in ways that maybe, like Sandy is a girl that changes herself for a boy, but actually the more I've looked at the script, I don't think that's the case. I think she, she changes the way that she looks for herself because she sees that she wants to be different, and I think that's actually really empowering. Stephen Logston, who plays Danny, discussed Greece's legacy over 40 years. I feel like it says a lot about the story and the messages it sends and the way it resonates with people. I think it means it means a lot, and it's and to say it's lasted 40 years is is incredible. Not not a lot of things do last that long, so for it to still be going strong is, is quite a feat. Obviously, I am the age of Danny when during the show, but even people like John Travolta, who was who was actually my I was living in John was slightly older. She was 30 something when she did it. Um, but you can be any age and kind of feel the emotions and like understand and relate to it, which I think is why it's so important to so many people. Harrison Matwee plays Doody. You know, they're such outlandish characters that you wouldn't see normal in normal everyday life. But just playing them is just gives you a sense of freedom in a way. Because you get to play your character how you want, which I think is a really sort of fun thing to do. And especially now that everyone in the cast is bonding so well, it feels like we're actually sort of back in the time. You know, it's it's really fun. Benjamin Hill Brooks can't wait to play Kanicki. So I really wanted to play Kanicki because I feel he's a um, he's a character who, unlike the others, he's quite mature. So I play a very like mature role. He's kind of the older one, and um, so yeah, I really enjoy playing him due to the fact how it's not being all like jokey around. It's quite I'm playing quite a serious character as Kanicki. You know, he's driving his car and everything like that. So so yeah, I really enjoy playing him. Yeah, there's so much like excitement. There's so much like joy. Everyone's always you know, having fun. There's never like misery. So it's always good, yeah. We asked the Grease cast a very tough question. What is your favourite Grease moment? I think mine's actually the hand jive. Spending time having everyone in this kind of super hyper, extremely ecstatic piece of dance. And it kind of it embodies the time period, but it also embodies youth and fun. And I feel like that's just what Grease is all about. I think it's got to be the opening when we do Grease is the word and it's everybody sees your character for the first time I think for as an audience member it's so iconic to have that I think it's a really great moment. I would say my favourite Grease moment is um, with my car, with the Grease lightning scene with the car <laughs> because um, I, really, I really like get to express myself, really love like showing off the car, doing stuff with the car, <laughs> running around the car, you know what I mean so I'm just like I really enjoy it, you know, it gives me a really good thrill. Um, I won't lie, there's a moment where Rizzo and Sandy have a bit of a smackdown and that always makes me laugh, so that's probably my favourite. I think my funniest bit that I enjoy the most is probably doing my song where I just suddenly come out into this ma massive dream sequence. There's lights and guitar, and then Grease Lightning, of course, the classic. I think it's not a moment I'm in, but I think Greased Lightning is my favourite moment because when we've been rehearsing it, seeing all the boys up there and seeing the like when we have the car there and the dancers as well, like can't credit them enough because they're like they're incredible and they bring such energy and I think they're gonna make the show like really, really good. Grease by the Norwich Theatre Royal Youth Company runs from Wednesday the twenty-fifth to Saturday the 28th of July. That's the end of our show this month. Thanks to Ryan O'Gorman, Gerald Santos, Kate O'Donnell, and the cast of Greece. 
Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let us know what you liked and what you want to hear in future episodes. Thank you very much for listening to Interval, the Norwich Theatre Royal Podcast. <laughs>